And I realized that I have accumulated so many skills that, you know, I didn't even know, didn't give a second thought to it. However, now from there, what we had to do was to figure out which one makes our heart happy. Not our mind, but our heart. Because when you get into a need, you have to love what you're doing. Today, I get to speak with Munira Zahabi. She's an international podcaster, speaker, entrepreneur, and the niche navigator. As she wrote the book, The Philosophy of Niche Principles, when she struggled around picking a niche for herself, which also made her really happy. Now, the concept resonated so much with folks that her book became one of the best-selling books. Munira Zahabi's transformational talks and sessions have made her one of the elite coaches in the foundation of personal development. Now, she's got a master's degree in healthcare management and is a John Maxwell certified coach. She's also an alumni of the Knowledge Broker Blueprint, a joint venture between Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins. As an inspirational niche consultant, Munira has over 20 years of experience in empowering individuals and achieving new heights of authentic success. So let's listen into this conversation. Munira, how are you doing? Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Junaid. It's really better. Absolutely. So you are the niche navigator. I think I've seen you talk on uh, on Facebook Live or Facebook Live or LinkedIn Live with one of my friends or connections on there. But it was a while back. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how do we navigate the niche? I mean, that's a that's an awesome title. <laughs> Thank you. So I um, help businesspreneurs find a niche down. The reason is that people get into business and they are in love with the idea of just being in business. So they start without thinking. And then they realize that, oh, this is not very easy. So I help them lay the foundation. Most business coaches will help you scale the business and take it to a different level. But I help you lay the foundation because why is it that you want to do what you want to do? And why this business? Mm. And how can you take it from here to where you want to go? All right, so help them set the foundation perfectly so they can grow based on that foundation. Because I think a lot of questions that I've seen entrepreneurs ask uh, that, I, that are just getting in or growing is they're trying to figure out their why. They're like, hey, I love to do all of this stuff, but how, like, what is my why? So figuring, so I'm guessing that you're helping them figure out their whys. Yes, so their why first, and then the how second. Mm. Because it's like going on a trip, right? We wanna go on a trip. It's like, why do you wanna go there? And then how will you get there? <laughs> so do you have enough money or can you, you know, business is not easy because there's so many moving parts to it. So, so my thinking is let's get you figure out. Let's, you know, because people, and I'll tell you why I get into business. I know this is your next question. So I'll just get it. <laughs> Over the years, I've been approached with different business ideas. 
and I have blindly myself blindly thought of oh this is a good thing let's just go and jump into it now either some of them sounds very good and we buy into it only to realize that those things that we saw the shiny object syndrome were not really shiny because they those people that they showcased in front of the room were people who had already capitalized on the beginning wave so now it's getting difficult for us to find people to join the business and i'm not saying no to mlm businesses or businesses like that but the idea of getting into a business is very very enticing yes and so when we we try to jump into it we don't think behind the scenes we don't sit down and interview people as to how long did it take you what did you do how did you scale your business and even if we try there's some people who tell you join the business we'll teach you everything else those businesses that you join are not for you partly because you haven't done your research so I help people figure out their way. You know, that's that's so powerful because, yes, you know, the shiny object syndrome that, you know, you can get this nice car, you can sell all these houses, you can have this kind of income on a monthly basis, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that is all awesome. But nobody talks about the number of hours that you need to put in, the homework, right? All of that hard work that you need to put in. And if you think about it, right, go, when we... When we were growing up, we went to college, we went to school to learn or learn the, the trade craft that we've learned over years. I mean, how, much, how many hours did we spend into crafting or, you know, getting good at that craft to before we could say, okay, now I, I'm a website designer or I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a CPA or I'm an accountant, right? You put in so many hours, so businesses are exactly the same thing. You have to learn the foundation you have to learn all of those things and you know i love the fact that you you you're also teaching first you're helping them navigate then you're also teaching them how they can accomplish the the what they figured out right and on the podcast i am a huge proponent around how to you know figure out that how to as well learning like for example you're gonna teach us you know how do you navigate that niche you know what what inspired you to become the niche navigator so i like to focus on those backstories <laughs> foundational history because when people listen to the episode they're like okay if i want to get to where this guy is at i need to follow these steps because a lot of the times uh we we will say, okay, oh, I know how this is done. I'm going to do it my way. But that's the, that's the thing, right? If you were able to do it my way, you would have already done it. And that's why we go and find coaches and teachers to help us figure out what's not working. So I write the principles of my navigating my niche in my book. It's called Philosophy of Niche Principles. Nice. 
and so there are five principles that I talk about. I mean, there's many more, but these are the five that allowed me to think through those lines and figure out what it is that I wanted. But the one thing that I notice is as I go into um, coaching and I started looking at different coaches and I wanted to do my own thing, I realized that not everybody even though they had certifications, mm-hmm. people who were coaches, they didn't have the why down. And they thought, you know, I'm, I, I'm a, I, I've gone to KBB, which is uh, Dean Graciosi and Tony Robbins. I've gone to John Maxwell. I've seen and worked with several different other coaches for a limited time. And what I realized is they give you the information but they don't expect you they don't under teach you how to implement it that's what's missing right and you know not everybody can be a speaker not everybody who is in a dental field can do what the guy from business world has done and what i also noticed because what i started doing was started to study some people now some people had awesome luck and I call it luck because with schools, right? And that's a good business too. But you have to keep knocking on the door or you have to have somebody inside that's going to open that door for you, even in business. So I used to be in corporate world. And once I left corporate world, nobody wanted to talk to me, even though I had relationships that allowed me to build bridges they didn't want to open the door for me. So in searching for my niche, I realized that there were people who didn't know what they were doing either. They were just putting up a facade. And I, and, and you know, so that became my quest. For a year, I started talking to people and that was what my show, Munira's Musings, my podcast came to play because what I started doing was I wanted to know what, their secret was what I found out is they didn't have a secret (laughs) so so I realized that hey if I can help you and what happened was after the conversations that we've had on the podcast Uh we would have a sidebar conversation without the recording and in those I realized that if I could help them they would be so so amazing at it so one story I found was a lady who had just purchased her grandmother's house in Italy. Mm-hmm. And she had just been laid off from her job here. And she wanted to go and teach leadership skills to that office. And they wouldn't give her the time of day. She was a fired employee, right? A laid off employee. So she said, I have to keep going back to Italy to figure out my um, to figure out my uh, mother's, <clears throat> my grandmother's home. And I have repairs to do and I have purchased it. So I was like, you know what? You live in Italy, you know the place, you know the language, you know the culture. How many people would kill to go there? So I said, let's let's take what you have, repurpose it. So her her grandmother's house sleeps twelve people, 
And I told her, find 12 people that you can take to Italy and show them Italy the way they're supposed to see it. And that became an experience. So she did, in 2019, she started this in working on the plan in 2018. And what she did was she repurposed the whole thing, got the house ready, and she took 12 ladies, single ladies on a trip. 12 ladies. And she said, I can find a small bus. I know the people. I know the food. I know the culture. And she did a whole tour of the vineyards in Italy. It was an amazing trip. And she did seven to nine trips in 2019. She was awesome. What happened was she started doing that in 2020 when COVID hit. So she's not very happy, but she's taking that experience in a different angle. Give me one quick second. Hold on. I've got a knocking baby. Okay. (laughs) Be careful. They'll grow up very fast. I know. I spend a lot of time with them and um, just need need to get some things done. And then like after five o'clock, I'm with with the kids, you know, they go to sleep, so I spend a ton of time with them, and been working from home, so that's you know that's gets them daddy's time also. All right, so back to uh, the story where this lady started. Should I start again? No, no, you're fine. They did start. They started doing the tour, and then she also took a group and during COVID to Italy. No, she didn't take a group to it. Her business is at a standstill right now because Italy was one of those countries that died. So, no, she didn't take it. But she's doing something else. So we had to repurpose her again Mm. to figure out what, what she's now doing is she's preparing people and showing them different things that they could do in Italy and things that you don't get in a regular catalog. So it's just it's just how you have to pivot, right? It's no, the that's that's so beautifully put. So wow. So you went through the journey yourself and figured out, hey, this is really interesting. Let me help others figure out their niche. And then you went through that transformation yourself. I did. I did. In helping other people finding their niche, I became the niche navigator. That's so beautiful and powerful because it's it's so funny because all the stories that you hear, all the all the origin stories that you hear of by us from others like Russell Brunson, you know Tony Robbins, um, Pat. Lynn and all these people, right? So they went through that transformation themselves. They start helping others. And now that's what they're known as. Yes. So, so amazing. And it's, you know, something that's something similar to what I did too. this, you know, during COVID. Sure, I had a full-time job and everything, right? But when uh, COVID hit, before COVID hit, I started working from home. I had I had gotten a new job, and then I was working from home. And since my uh, we had just gotten some work done in the, at, at the house, mostly for insulation, we replaced windows in the basement, 
And I was like, I need to rearrange my office so it's more more comfortable to work in. And I was as I was setting up my office, I was like, well, I also want to set it up as a studio so then I can go live, I can record content, I can, you know, share videos because two years ago, I mean, I've had this office for multiple years, but I went through the transformation. I figured out all of these things, like having multiple camera angles and, you know, having all of that stuff. So now somebody said, hey, you should be teaching others how to set up their studios. Awesome. And I was like, I didn't think of it that way because I was trying to still stuck on the fact, oh, I want to I want to offer people how to build their websites, how to have their personal brand online. But anytime I talk about it, I wasn't as passionate about about it as I was when I talked about my video. And, <laughs> you know, so like, oh, this is what I should be doing. And, you know, it's it was pretty cool. Like I figured it's like when you solve your own problem, you start finding people that also need that one problem solved. True. When I was looking for my niche and I started looking at a coach, one of the coaches that I worked with told me, I want you to go right on a piece of paper, put it on a wall and write down everything that you know how to do. It's a skill that you know how to do. Doesn't matter what. If you know how to brush your teeth, brush your teeth. Put it on there. If you want to know how to comb your hair, put it on there. If you know how to peel an onion, put it on there. And I was like, what does that even mean, right? And it's amazing that you know so much, mm. especially at the age when you are over 35. You accumulated so many skills, not only within the household realm, but also in the business world, that you don't know how many little things can help other people? You know, I, I was like, I know how to bandage a wound. <laughs> Put it up there, you know. And so by the time I finished a month later, I had a 17-page document wow. where so many skills because I had no space. And then what I did was got smarter put everything on Excel and that's a skill I had was, oh, let's put it on Excel so I'm not spending so much paper. And I then worked on it to see which ones were doubles. I had four that were doubles. And I realized that I have accumulated so many skills that, you know, I didn't even know, didn't give a second thought to it. However, now, from there, what we had to do was to figure out which one makes our heart happy. Not our mind, but our heart. Because when you get into a team, you have to love what you're doing. Absolutely. And if you can't do something for more than three hours, then you don't love it. That's so true. If you can't do something for more than three hours, it's not for you. Yeah. It didn't feel like work. Like a lot of people say... Oh, your work shouldn't feel you shouldn't your work shouldn't be happy because then you're just having fun. I'm like that's the idea. Yeah, it is it's the idea. idea. <laughs> Enjoy it and not feel pressured in doing something you don't want to do. You know, and most people, you know, are anxious. There's so many people out there in the world 
that want to change their life. You know, Forbes had this um, report out in about 90, late 90s, where they said that they wanted, there were people out there, 68% of the people out there were not happy with what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it's just a means to an end, and people don't know how to change it. But here's the thing. James Allen wrote it compl- very beautifully in his book, uh, when, As the Man Think It. He says, most people are anxious to improve their circumstances, they're not anxious to improve themselves. So if you start doing that with yourself, you'll figure out what you are meant to do. Because that's what's missing. I love it. This is this is so cool. I mean, going into the journey of why and how you became the niche navigator and how you've helped others figure out their niches and essentially scale because once you figure out what you're really good at, you can go to town and be really successful. All right. So I want to ask, you know, so based on your book, tell us the five principles, if you don't mind sharing with our audience, what are these five principles that they need to focus on in order to figure out their niche or navigate the niche? Like what are those five points that you mentioned earlier, if you don't mind sharing? No, I don't mind sharing, so I can talk to them, talk about them a little bit. The first one is networking. So networking is, you know, sometimes you have a skill, and you don't even give it a second thought. But when you are networking and you listen to people, so it all it all comes into communication as well because listen to people and if you are tuned into the right frequency you'll hear what their problem is and if you solve that problem you have a niche because you know how to fix it like you said people know how people want to know how to set up their office I want to say a different angle too now that I'm anxious about what I've seen with you do and I want to see it. But I don't have two cameras, so how do I do it, right? So you have a challenge or something. Mm -hmm. Second, the second step is initiate to implement. Initiation. It's like most people just sit there simmering in an idea. And you sit there and you sit there and it's like gravy that gets thicker and thicker but you don't do anything about it. Well, initiate. You've got this idea, figure out a plan. The third step is care to prepare. It's because most people, okay, I have a plan. Let's take you, for example. I'm going to fix my office and, oh, I need a studio. So let's plan this. What do I need? So you had a list that you needed and things that you ordered from either Amazon or went to Best Buy to get. So you planned it out because you you wanted to start something, you wanted to plan something. The first, fourth one is humility and honesty are king. The thing is we learn from our mistakes. And if we don't laugh at our mistakes, nobody else will. Right? You you <laughs> you and I have done enough blunders in America to figure things out, right? <laughs> and and we have to laugh about it because if we if somebody else laughs at us, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt us. 
we might as well just laugh at ourselves. And if you tell people that you have learned from your mistakes, people will know that you are human and they will acknowledge you just for that. So just be human and say, you know what, I tried this. It didn't work, so I tried it a different way. It didn't work, so I tried it a third way. I mean, Thomas Edison had a thousand tries, but he never said it was a failure. He just said the electric bulb is a success story. It only took a thousand steps, (laughs) right? And he, if I, you know, sometimes I wonder if I, how I would have felt if I had met him in person, because he must have such a wonderful personality to say. Absolutely. And then the fourth rejection. Yeah, and most of the time we fear that and we fear failure and we don't want to do anything because of what other people will think. Uh, what about you? What about what you think? You've got to believe. You've got to believe. You've got to figure this out yourself. Yeah. And I'm not saying anything is easy to get to where we are today and anybody who wants to follow you, it's not easy. Even Tony Robbins says that. It's not easy, but you keep at it every single day. Right? Yep. And the fifth step is execute to win. Because you could have an initiation plan and you can have a plan of plans and there would be a plan to plan to plan. But if you do not take the first step and execute, you will never do anything. Yeah, take action. Right. Take action. Initiate to implement, to execute. I love it. I tell people to take action. And most people, you know, when I go talk to a large group or anything, they want to learn how to initiate and execute. And the one thing I tell them to do, do you want to take the action? And they're all, yes, I want to. I said, this is what I do. My coach says, stand under a cold shower for 10 minutes until you are comfortable. The first time I did that, I shrieked. It's a good thing my kids weren't here. Otherwise, ooh. (laughs) But you've got to acknowledge the fact that you have to stand under the shower. And this was an assignment. And now it has become something that you do every day. Tony Robbins swims in a pool, which is, I think, 45 to 50 degrees. He jumps in those pools. (laughs) Yeah, and why? Because it helps him. It's something that he has to do. Because we get complacent in life. Mm. We all do. And that's the problem, is that you are not meant to be complacent. You are meant to do something. You are meant to take action. So do it. You know, you could say, um, I remember reading a story when I was a little kid. It's like three tortoises went to a bar to drink, and it started raining heavily. So one of the tortoises told the young fellow that you need to go get the umbrella. And, you know, after a long time, they waited for this kid and then they said, oh, you know, the rain isn't going to stop, so we're going to have to go. And this kid, and I wonder why he never came back. And so the little daughter, he says, I didn't want to go because it was raining. So he was still there. He didn't go out there to get the umbrella. But the thing, the, the whole 
story, you know. I mean, tortoise is don't go to the bar. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's a fable. But fable. what taught me was you have to take action. You have to take the step. Don't care how difficult it is. I know for a fact that when you started your podcast, you were not as good. You must have made so many edits. I did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Even now, when I have to do a Facebook Live, sometimes I delete, delete, and then start again. And it happens because we are human. We are prone to make mistakes. But accept your mistakes. But take action. Take, you know, I, I'm going to ask everybody on your podcast to take a cold shower. I live in Chicago. It's cold here all the time. <laughs> so go and jump in a cold shower. You know, the cold shower, well, as you're talking, you know, it, it, it reminded me that as soon as you take a cold shower, you're doing something uncomfortable. Now, Anything else that you do is not going to feel as bad. No. Because you've already done the most uncomfortable thing a human being can do. Yeah. Wow. You just take that cold shower. I mean, you don't have to go into the pool. Just stand in front right. of <laughs> You're not Tony Robbins. You don't have a pool. Right. But do it, yeah? Because it helps you take the next step. Mm. That's a powerful. I, I actually tried today. I was like, all right, let me take a shower. And then I slowly turned the dial to cold, cold, cold. And I was like, okay, this is the maximum cold I can take. And then I stepped out after like a minute. I was like, okay, this is good enough. So tomorrow I'll try to do more colder and see. No, no, no. That's cheating. Just that's start cheating. with cold water and step <laughs> in it. That's right it. Okay. Yay, there you go. And then you can jump out within two seconds. But okay. the, the challenge is to stand under the cold shower till you get comfortable. Now, does that happen in 10 minutes for you? Because it all depends on people's different body, par- body uh, temperatures. Right. For me, it took seven minutes, right? I was like, oh, God. And you see, here's the thing. When I first did it, I was like, there's nobody here. Mm. And so I don't have to really stand under the shower. But you're cheating the system. You're cheating God's health. So if you stand under the cold shower and you appreciate what's coming to you, you know, cold water, there's a lot of studies out there. Cold water also helps your body to jumpstart your body, to your brain to jumpstart. Yeah. So to, to take it as a health benefit. No, absolutely. absolutely. I, will, I will take the challenge tomorrow morning. Okay, I want to know what happens. I will message you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> this was awesome. Omanita, thank you so much. This was so much fun talking with you, learning about your journey, how you became the niche navigator. You shared out, shared with our audience some really solid points on how somebody could take an action and step into the light and figure out their niche. Uh, I love the idea about making a list of all the things that you know. You know, um, Pat Flynn wears this t-shirt all the time that says, teach everything you know. Yes. So, um, he, he backs his company called ConvertKit. So I was part of ConvertKit and then all of a sudden I had all these uh, subscribers count went up. So they sent me a link like, hey, or you can go buy this t-shirt. And I was like, oh, this is where he got it. 
So I finally got the T-shirt, so I walked around with it, and then it's you know it says teach everything you know, and people say I'm like, oh, so you're teaching everything you know? I'm like, yes, absolutely, because the more we teach, the more we reinvigorate the idea and the knowledge in our brains and get better at it. So teaching is is a is a such a beautiful thing to do because you. You just jog your memory, you jog everything. So thank you so much for that idea of listing out down all the things that we know and then calibrating, okay, what of those 17 pages of lists is going to make me really, really happy that I can do all day long. And so that's powerful. And I think one of the things that I love to do is having these interviews with my guests with amazing folks like yourself because... I get to connect with you on a totally different level, on a much deeper level. It's a conversation that we're having heart to heart. And then we eventually, like when we start, we, we are, you know, we're getting to know each other. But towards the end of the conversation, our minds are in sync. Like you're finishing my sentences, I'm finishing your sentences. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, it's just amazing. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, that's part of the conversation. It's a fun part. Have some. Uh, we I asked a few of the questions for my guests at this point, which ties in back to the hobbies part of it, right? What are the hobbies that really invigorate us? So, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Oh, playing the piano. Oh, that's something that I've always wanted to learn. But I don't have long fingers. <laughs> I can't reach the king. And that's the only thing that's hindering my progress there. Mm. I don't, but that also stopped me from playing the piano because reading music, right? Mm, really? so, so I know they have now electrical, um, whatever, keyboards or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would rather play the grand piano. That's something that I've always wanted to do. So that's hindering me. Nice. Awesome. All right. Next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? <laughs> I wanted to be a radiologist. Ooh. Because when I learned the waves and I saw the waves, mm. I, I just thought that was the most amazing thing. I still do. <laughs> it is. And what's beautiful about radiology and sound and life in general, like everything is a cycle. Our heartbeat, our eyes blinking, our, you know, our, our breathing, the sound, the waves of the sound, the wave of the light, everything is a wave. It's, it's so beautiful. Like everything is literally a frequency. True. It's like looking at the computer monitor, you know, there's frequency, all these colors. It's just so beautiful. Like that's how God made everything. You know, that reminds me, I didn't become a radiologist, but what I have done in my life is been in healthcare so much and become a caretaker for my husband's. Yeah. I say husband because I buried one and then I married again and I buried him again and so but I now understand that those waves that intrigued me so much are also a lifeline yes so yeah beautiful love it alright next question 
What is your favorite movie or TV show? My favorite movie is Troy and Gladiator. They come in at the same time. They came around the same time, and they were really nicely done. They're very epic, and I'm very I I love history. Yes. So the way they brought it to life is just amazing. Yeah, they did a really really amazing job. Thank you for reminding me. I'm I gotta go. I mean, Gladiator was one of my favorites, or is one of my favorites. I mean, just his story, right? You see him be the general of an army, and all of a sudden he is in shackles and being traded as a slave. It's just beautiful to follow somebody's journey and then see them rise back up in the ranks. But see, that's also our journey because we—I was something else. In Kenya, I was I'm from Kenya, so something else in Kenya, something else in Tanzania, and you come here and you have to restart. But what did he do? He repurposed all his skills and found a niche to be the gladiator. Oh See, perfect movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. He definitely did all of that. Oh my God! Thank you for that. Thank you for that connection between. This and that. Wow, I love it. I'm the niche navigator. I find niches in everything. <laughs> this is awesome. All right, you're gonna love this question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? I don't watch movies. I do not. But if I was to play, um. What was that movie? Oh my god! This is gonna take some time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch movies. Um, what was that movie about? Which one? The blonde, the lady who who, who was a lawyer. What's her name? Lady blonde. Wait. <laughs> I have to figure this out. Uh, Christina Applegate? No, was it? No, no. no. Reese Witherspoon. Yes, Reese Witherspoon. That's a movie about her being a, a blonde listing, uh, a lawyer, right? Uh, a woman lawyer. Blonde. She goes to school and she's wearing pink and everything, and everybody's like, why are you wearing dressed up like this? This is the law school. Legally blonde. <laughs> it was a blonde movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You have to edit a lot of this. I'm sorry. You're fine. Don't worry about it. This is this is the this is experience that podcast provides. You know, it is a very like uh, earlier this year, uh, earlier this week or last week actually, I was talking to one of my podcaster friends, and and uh, she's a voiceover artist. And think about a podcast. It's a very personal conversation that somebody's hearing in their earphones, right? So they, if you edit a lot of stuff, a lot of these conversations are like this blanks and and uh, ums and ahs. It doesn't feel very personal. But when you leave all of that in, you know they, you pique their anticipation. Like, oh, what's the what's Munira gonna say? <laughs> yeah. Very cool. See, and she took her beauty niche. She did. And used it, right? So that's what I say is people have so many skills that they don't put into action to do something else. <laughs> I, love I love it. This is this is very beautiful. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to find the link for your book because that that's something that needs to go on the list. 
I'll send it to you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Next question. Yes. Who is your favorite superhero? Superhero? Superman. Superman, yes. Right. Yeah, Superman. Last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? Oh, if I was a board game, what's the new one that came out? Um, <laughs> oh my god. I play this with my kids all the time. Mm -hmm. Is it the one where you have uh, different pieces where you go around the board and you have to buy property? No, oh, this is with card games. Hang on. Card game, okay. No, it, it's a board game with card games. Okay. Oh. It's not strategy. It starts with a S. Hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> okay, I just say Scrabble. Scrabble. <laughs> okay. That's my second favorite. It helps me relax. So you would be Scrabble where you would help people figure out their niche. And that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Because you are turning words around on their heads and pivoting to figure out what they're really good at. Like okay. <laughs> That's the other one that I wanted to say, but I'll I'll find out and tell you when it awesome. is. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. All right. This was a ton of fun. Thank you so much, Manira. Um, you helped me realize a lot of things and and connected the dots. I mean, I'm always looking to connect the dots. I'm, I have a ton of hobbies. I bring ideas from different hobbies into one another, and it helps me grow my mind. So. Thank you so much for all of the information, all of the wisdom that you've collected over the years. Thanks for sharing. Where can my audience find you? They can find me at the nichenavigator.com. All right. Perfect. And my, my, the, um, can I give them something? Absolutely. So if you go to the nichenavigator.com, the second tab is ebook. I have a book there uh, you can download for free. It's called One Niche, Two Niches. And it's something that I'm very proud of because that's the first thing that I wrote before I wrote my book. Okay. And, and it's amazing because I think it's beautifully written in uh, in a poetic form. So awesome. it helps you think about your niches. One Niche, Two Niches. So guys... Uh, we'll have the link to the ebook and the show notes that you can go and download from Manira Zahabi's finishnavigator.com website. Thank you so much for your time and all of your fantastic stories. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hexandhobbies.com website. 